Uh, right now, though, let's get to the assistant coach of the Kangaroos and former teammate of one Tony Kemp, Michael Hagan. Welcome to the show, sir. Thanks for getting up early for us. Morning, Ricardo. Morning, Kempe. How you going? Yeah, yeah good. Yeah, thanks, I'm mate. Good, Hags. I'm good, Hags. Good to good to good to hear your voice, Hags. I've been trying to track you down for a few weeks, and finally got hold of your media man, media manager, who's um, mate, who's Michael Hillier. Is very, he's very efficient, mate. Our media manager. So um, good to have a chat, and we haven't spoken for a while, mate. I'm, I hope you're well. Yeah, no, I'm I'm well, Hags. I'm well. Getting uh, getting to get up every morning and talk on the radio to about sports and obviously when rugby league's on it's the best best week for me um mate just where you guys are in new zealand at the moment if you just arrived you're checking out hamilton yeah we just got here um late yesterday afternoon uh, about to go for a bit of a walk along the front there it looks like a bit of a river i can see Kempi to go and check out and then uh, i think we're having a a welcome a marae welcome uh, around 10 o'clock this morning in town somewhere so uh, i'm sure we'll be looked after and um they say it's a pretty good uh, neck of the woods down here for, for sport and um, you know, looking forward to the game on, on Saturday night. Yeah, it should be a, should be an absolute banger, um, the final. May we were disappointed last week in, in the uh, the Kiwis' efforts after watching them, I, I guess, demolish Samar uh, in that first game that they played. But what did, what did you take out of it com- coming into it? You had a couple of players in there that aren't playing this week, but what did you take it away from it as far as the Kiwis go? Yeah, I think they were probably a bit better than um, than it looked, mate, given that we might have only been, you know, six points in front at, at different times during that sort of first half, and, and we probably got a couple of tries at the back end, to be honest, which which made the, the scoreline look a bit more flattering to us. But I think they they sort of compete pretty hard and, um, you know, we were probably, we executed pretty well at the critical times and, you know, we've got a bit of quality in our team. So, um, you know, we're quite happy with the way we played and, and I'm sure Michael Maguire will have uh, their team prepared to play um, a bit better this week when we, when we lock horns in the final. What do you make of, uh, uh, what do you think the difference is going to be playing in Hamilton versus playing in Melbourne? I mean, some people have said that uh, home advantage will be different for the Kiwis, but I, I don't know that there was too much home advantage for the Kangaroos in Melbourne, mate. It's mainly expats, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit of that. Um, it was a good crowd, though. They had about 20,000 or so. And, um, you know, I think it's good for the international game that, you know, there was um, maybe maybe 20,000 or so for the game against Samoa in Townsville as well. So um, I think from that point of view, it's been, a, it's been a good exercise. And, you know, I'm sure the Kiwis will have plenty of support on Saturday uh, in Wellington and, and we sort of understand that, you know, we need to play well again this week if um, if we need to be successful on uh, on this event. Hey Mick, when you when you look at your your side and you've got the luxury of having Harry Grant, Ben Hunt um, in those hooking roles, and of course Daly Cherry Evans and, and Cameron Munster, the only only player you're missing at the back there is Reese Walsh, and you've got a you've got a Queensland spine. How much of it is it a luxury just to put players around that um, that uh, I guess um, spine with uh, Harry Grant coming off the bench. Yeah, we're, we're we're fairly fortunate with you know the quality of of key players, and I guess uh, they were all pretty much involved in the World Cup last year, Kempi. So you know, Mel uh, puts a lot of value on uh, experience and and those connections, and you know you, you also didn't touch on uh, James Tedesco now has played maybe over twenty tests and uh, doing a great job as our captain. So I think. You know that that communication and those 
um, and that experience in the key positions is really important. And I think that's you know Mal understands that and uh, allows other players to come in like um, you know Katoni Stags and Hamaso Tabudai Fado that they can really you know fit into the plan uh, pretty well. Dylan Edwards has done a good job on the left wing and. Uh, we're very fortunate that we've got you know, such quality in those in those positions to help run the team. Are you, are you surprised, Mick, at how well um, Tabuai Fido's gone at centre? Uh, mate, that try scored that out ball on the weekend against Joey Manu. You don't do that too often. No, no, you're right. He's he's a special uh, talent. He's got exceptional speed. It can be something that I never had when I played. And... Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, it's speed yeah, between the ears, Mick. Speed between the yeah, ears. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I was. I had deceptive pace, Kempi. I was slower than I looked. <laughs> um, but he's he's played a bit of centre in Origin. If you think about Origin this year with Billy Slater, so I think he's he's a pretty versatile uh, young bloke. He's he's probably played wing, centre, and fullback in his in his younger days. And I think, um, yeah, as I said, playing alongside you know, say Cam Murray and uh, Cam Munster, uh, that probably makes his job a little bit easier and yeah, it's been exciting to watch him play and develop. And it, mate, you look at your you look at your forward pack, you just mentioned Cameron Murray and Liam Martin on the edges there, very solid in defence um, and run fantastic lines in offence, but then when you go to your bench you, you're bringing on Lindsay Collins who mate, he's scoring more tries than wingers at the moment, Pat, Pat Carrigan and Ruben <laughs> Cotter Um you know, you're just sort of blessed, aren't you, at the moment when you look at your side. I, I'm not saying just for size, but for guys that can actually go out and play long minutes. Yeah, I guess there's a couple of things, mate, is is the impact that that bench uh, is having. Like, you know, Paddy Carrigan, who's you know, starting lock for Brisbane. Um, you know, he's got really good leg speed when he comes on. Uh, Lindsay Collins has been um, developing nicely over the last sort of 18 months with the Kangaroos and with Queensland. He was really good this year and for the Roosters. Um, and Ruben Cotter, I really like him as a footy player at the Cowboys. He's he's a real um, 100% sort of player, got a great leg speed. Uh, and he did a good job last week playing on the right edge where, you know, it's a position he doesn't normally play and he, he handled that role pretty well too. Hey, Mick, can we, can we just touch a little bit on, because you've been around, you know, for donkey's years, um, and you've been through all of the systems. So, you know, started at Canterbury, ended up in Newcastle. We, we had fantastic time up there. Went into, played for Queensland. And you've seen the changing of the, I guess, the Pacifica and the face of rugby league. Like, as a, Queen, as a Queenslander and, and a part of the Queensland coaching staff with Mel and now the Australian side, where do you sit as far as eligibility goes, um, especially in that Queensland model? Yeah, mate, it's... It's a, it's a really difficult one, Kempi, because um, it seems like we keep uh, sort of shifting the goalposts a little bit around um, where, you can, where you can play internationally. But, but having said that too, and I think Mal's got a really good approach around, you know, if you've got that real um, passion and desire to represent your family from uh, whatever the part of the Pacifica is to want to do that, um, you know, Mal, I think, and we respect those decisions that are made. So, so Katoni Stagg is a great example. Played for Tonga against the Kiwis, maybe uh, against the Kangaroos, maybe in 2019. I think we played a, a test maybe at Eden Park. Um, yep. And that was because of his dad, who we hadn't met, I think. Um, but he now aspires to play for the Kangaroos. And Mal um, 
sort of took that on board and, and selected him, and, and he's been fantastic for our team in this tournament. So I, I think it's my, – my view is probably similar, but I, I guess a little bit of clarification around um, maybe what age and where you played your footy, you know, in the lead-ups maybe got to be taken on board as well, given that, you know, so many families have, have arrived in Australia and you know, they've basically been born and, and grown up there. So I guess there's a few – um, you know, considerations there for for all the nations, but I guess you know we also want to see the international game strong, Kempi. So if there's um, decisions made for whatever reason, it means we've got a, a fairly healthy competition. I think that's that's probably what we're all looking for. Now, Michael, I don't want to ask you to do uh, Madge's job for him, but there's been a lot of uh, talk around this Kiwis team and how it's set up, and a lot of people calling for Joey Manu to start at fullback. If you uh, were running the cutter on this Kiwis team, where would you be playing him? Um, I mean, yeah, we're probably thinking that he might spend uh, some time in that role, even this week. You know, whether he's been named there or not, maybe doesn't really matter. But, I mean, he played fullback uh, in the semi-final and was, was awesome for them. Um, and we're only good enough to win by a couple of points in the lead-up to the World Cup final. So, you're right, he's, he's a handful... Um, at fullback because he's got a bit more time and space. And I thought last week Hammersay did a pretty good job alongside Cam Munster to try and handle him uh, when he played right centre. So I guess it's really a matter for, you know, where they think he, he fits in best. And, um, you know, we're sort of prepared for, for whoever he plays because we know he's a quality player and we've got to do a, a job on him this week. Is it still the unpredictability of the... Uh, Kiwi team that frightened Australia, Mick, or is it, have they sort of transitioned into a different looking side uh, over the last 10 years? Yeah, I think they've changed their, their mentality a little bit. Like, Kemp, even the other night, you know, they didn't make an error until maybe, like, I think 50 minutes into the game. So I think they've got a pretty good handle on, um, you know, the long game and, and trying to build pressure. And they've got, you know, Jerome Hughes at halfback. Um, from the Melbourne system, understands that pretty well. And, um, you know, of course, um, Brown at, at number six in the Parramatta system. So they've got a, um, a couple of guys there. Clookstart, you know, I really like him as a, as a player at fullback as well. So I think they've got uh, a pretty good mix. And, and you've got to give uh, a lot of um, respect to their, their forward pack and how aggressive they are. So, um, you know, we know that that's where we've got to be good again this week. And, and, and you touched on the fact that Payne Haas and Tino Fasil-Army and also Liam Martin come back into our forward pack, and that's that's going to be a really important part of uh, what we get done on, on the weekend. Looking at that uh, at that Kiwis team, uh, when you put it up against Australia, I look at it and I think, you know, no disrespect to Farmanu Brown or Kieran Foran, but... I think that's where the biggest disparity between the two teams is, isn't it? Um, you've got a guy who's been a, a half most of his career now at the end of it going into hooker and a young fella going in there. Is that where you think you got the edge over the Kiwis? I think it's um, yeah, certainly one of our strengths, but you know, Foran's been a, a great player and he's a bit of a, a warrior for um, for the Kiwis and you know we understand that he'll be keen to uh, do a good job, and, and Brown's played, you know, quite a bit of first grade now, and um, you know he knows his role coming off the bench. So I think you're right. I mean, we've got you know Harry Grant and Benny Hunt to mm. to run our team, and and they're both you know high class players, and and we're very fortunate that they're in our footy team. 
Hey, Mick, well, thanks a lot for joining us this morning. Just before I let you go, what are you up to these days, Mick? Are you still up in Newcastle um, with, Mate, with the family? I, How is everyone? Sue and I, Sue and I are about to celebrate um, our 35th wedding anniversary in November, Kempi, wow. and we arrived um, not long after we got married back in 88, believe it or not. So uh, we've now got our three daughters all born and bred in Newcastle and two grandsons, Tommy and Sam, are Nova Castrians as well, mate. So um, they're keeping us busy. I've got a bit of work to do uh, with a good mate of mine in town and I'm also doing a bit of work with Triple M with the great Mark Lanville and Jimmy Callan calling the Knights games every week and we've done that for about 10 years, mate. So that's a bit of fun, a bit like what you're doing this morning with Ricardo. They'd be, be great. They'd be you great actually with put him, your hand out MG. and they pay you money. It's very, very good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's very that's good. awesome, mate. Hey, just uh, just quickly, remember that short ball you gave me at training that night, and I hit that post. Oh, mate, the out ball to the post and the, straight into the kneecap. I, I won't forget, mate. That's <laughs> that's why the goalpost pads were introduced for training for every. NRL team across the universe, mate. Oh, that is outstanding news. Outstanding. Hey, um, and he played the next day, believe that or not. Well done. <laughs> yeah, harder, harder than a goalpost is our Tony Kemp. Uh, that's what we like to say, mate. That's what we like to say. Good stuff. Uh, hey, well, whatever, whatever works, mate. That's good. That is indeed, mate. Hey, good luck. Good luck uh, on the weekend. Thank you. And um, I appreciate your time and Hopefully we uh, get plenty of people on that game on, on Saturday. Oh, mate, I think it'll be a full house. I'm looking forward to it, right. mate. So go well. Good on you. Cheers. Cheers, Mike. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Michael Hagan, assistant coach of the Kangaroos, former teammate of Kempe's as well. He played with some greats, didn't he? I mean, his time at Newca- at, at the Bulldogs, he was Bar Lamb and Steve Mortimer, and then he gets to go to Newcastle and play with you, Kempe. I mean, he's, he's, he's played with some of the best. Mate, yeah, and he's regarded too, you know, like he's been Mel Meninga's right-hand uh, man right through all of the, the 10 wins, I think it was, that uh, Queensland had and now sits next to him in that Australian jersey. He's a good bloke, a good bloke Mick. You know, like he said, he, he went up to Newcastle in 88. Uh, he ended up captaining the Knights after Sammy Stewart for a number of years and, uh, of course, coached them to that. Two, I think it was 2002 grand final they won. Uh, they beat Parramatta, who were hot, hot favourites to win that one. Uh, as well, so he got a got a ring as an NRL coach as well. So good bloke, McKagan. Uh, great insights into the Australian side, and uh, we'll talk to Mark Hortle about the Kiwi team and get his thoughts on that later on in the show. Yeah, indeed. It is seven twenty-one here on SENZ. Keep your texts rolling through double eight double three for Kempi's kicker or anything you heard there from uh, Michael Hagan about that test this weekend, the big Pacific Championship final. Uh, between the Kiwis and the Kangaroos. Need a new mobile plan? Visit Kogan Mobile. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, keeping you healthy this spring.